Hello. Welcome uh, to Third Best, a podcast for you and your third best friend. I'm Will Cobb. And I'm Dalton Causey, as most times. And we are currently in Dalton's kitchen. In my house. Making some good, good tea. After just finishing the uh, last episode of Avatar The Last Airbender. Oh boy, was it good. It was very good. Hey, how long should I heat up tea for? In the microwave? Yeah. I put it in for about a minute. Okay. Because we're cultured here. We're classy. Yes. Um, so yeah, it was my first time watching all the way through. And I gotta say, I highly enjoyed it and probably will soon rewatch the show. And we'll probably talk the entire podcast about Avatar. Yeah, so if you're not interested at all, please stop stop listening now. Well, don't say that. Well, I don't why would I mean, if you want to just sit in misery, you can. They might just want to hear our banter about it. Maybe. You know, and also they could be like, hear it, be intrigued, and be like, oh, I need to watch this. Yeah, I guess. So, you know, scratch what I said. If you don't want to listen to this, still listen to it. Um, you just yeah. might get a little confused. But spoilers? Oh, yeah. Spoiler. Spoilers. <laughs> the show's been out for, like, what? The show's been years? out for a very long time. I guess we can try and not... Say anything too big? No, I'm gonna say really I'm care. gonna yeah, I don't really care. Um <laughs> Um okay, tea done. So Well, I need to put my tea in. Yeah. Anyways. Is this hot enough? I mean maybe. It's alright. So basically, well, you watched the show. I watched the show as a wee child, then I rewatched it all in middle school, and then I watched it again, like, a couple months ago, when it first came out. Honestly. Okay, so talk to us about your experience and your thoughts on the show, and I'll kind of piggyback off of everything that you say. I have loved the show with my entire heart ever since I was a wee child. It's always been very near and dear to me. I love the animals in it, because as a kid, I was obsessed with animals. I loved the use of, like, the elements as their powers and stuff that is just so freaking cool to me and just all the creative ways that they use it through the animation and the their movement and just the whole style of the show is just genius it's amazing and it's beautiful yes um, and yeah and also just every character is iconic lovable awesome has an entire arc that you want to see to the end and um yeah, it's just so many beautiful and awesome stories. There's not a single episode that I don't enjoy watching. And yeah, it's amazing. It's it's the one of the best shows to ever be created, ever. Well, do you think Avatar has changed you as a person? Oh, like, did it craft who you were? 100%. Mm. Can you talk about that? Can you what morals did you learn truly from Avatar? Oh my gosh, there's the the life lessons you learn in Avatar are amazing. Yeah, make all your kids watch it. It just teaches you ultimately how to have compassion, how to be kind to others, be kind to the world that we live in, just how to have balance. It's rank. It's rank. It's just so amazing. It's so amazing. It's rank. There's so many awesome, cool things to take away from. Also, empowerment to like know who you are and not let other people like. But belittle you or tell you what you should think about yourself is, I think, a big thing to take away from it because every every yeah. character has been like um, underestimated, mostly by like older people who think they know better than them. And yeah, it's just so amazing. Yeah, it's so good. I agree. I think empowerment. I think the so. main characters being children makes it obviously better for children to watch. Yeah. Um. Because growing up, you want to see yourself in a character. And I think there is every type of child, like, mm -hmm. personality type shown. I mean, I think yes. every kid could see themselves in either being Aang, Katara, Sokka, Toph, mm -hmm. even uh, Zuko, you know. Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, so, and like, and yeah. all their family situations are so different. And it really values, like... Hold on, my mom's calling me. Can I take mom? this? Yeah, sure. I'm going to take this. Do you want to put her on speaker? Um, no. Hello? Hey, how's it going? Oh, that's cool. We're recording a podcast right now, and you're on the podcast. My mom, <laughs> my mom says, hey, everyone. 
Um, yeah, what's up? Uh, yeah, I'll call you in probably about, uh, I guess, 40 minutes is usually the length of a podcast. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Love you, too. Love you, Snooky. My mom said that she loves you. All right, goodbye. That was my mom, everyone. Great woman. Um, great, great person. So, can I, should I take this out, or should I just, like... Um, if it's as... If you think that it's steep, give it a sip and see if it's, like, ready for for you. Okay, you know, all even right. Even if it's not, like... Talking about the tea, enough. guys. Talking about the tea. The tea, yeah. Um, I have a lovely chamomile tea. I think Dalton has, um... Honey vanilla chamomile. Honey vanilla. I think I'm going to put a little bit of honey in it. Because we got some honey today at the grocery store. We did. We did, we did indeed. Where did we put the... Where's... Oh, okay. So, anyway. Wait. Oh, I'm looking at the wrong. Wait. Oh, I see. It's back here. Oh, That's we so found it, guys. Don't worry about us. Yeah. So, wait, what were we talking about Avatar? We were talking about Avatar. I was, I was just saying, you know, it's great for kids to watch because they can see themselves and the characters. Yeah, and oh, I was, I was talking about, um, they really emphasize, like, chosen families because if you think every character has, like, not the most, um, like, nuclear family situation. Yeah. Like, all of them come from such different backgrounds with their family, and it really emphasizes, like, no, you can choose, like, your family. Mm -hmm. It's really cool. And I think that there is, like, a new level of love shown in Avatar that you don't see Mm -hmm. in a lot of other shows. Yeah, there's, like, a... Yeah, it's kind of like with other TV shows, it's, it's like, oh, they're friends, you know, they're friends, and it's whatever. But with Avatar, they always kind of like show, they remind each other, like, this is why I love you. This is why we stick around with each other. Yeah. And also it normalizes, like, men crying and breaks down toxic masculinity. Like, in the first episode, Katara, like, goes off on her brother, and it's like, why are you being so sexist and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, whoa, they used the word sexist when we were all like eight years old. Yeah. Awesome. It and it great. flew over my head, of course. But you got it. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. You learned that. And the episode whenever she like, that one waterbending teacher won't teach her because she's a girl. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And she like challenges him to a fight and it's, it's iconic. And then he agrees to teach her. Like, mm-hmm. period. Stand your ground. Which is another thing they teach you in Avatar is in the Earth, in the in the book, in the Earth book they yeah. teach you like literally the first rule of being an Earthbender is to stand your ground. Mm-hmm. Um, Gosh, and I just and I love how little things like that you see it progress throughout. Yeah, like um, and that's with anyone with their powers or anything like that, because when you start the show, you don't think about it unless you've seen all of it. But they're kind of weak you yeah. know especially like Katara's water bending and Aang just kind of like jumps around and dodges everything but as it progresses it just, just becomes so much more complex you yeah even like Sokka who doesn't bend any element yeah becomes braver mm-hmm. and stands his ground um and you forget the fact that all this takes place in what like six months mm. a year total a year total, total. A year total. It's insane. The amount of growth. So wait, about the finale, Dalton, what are your thoughts? It, it's just fresh. Yeah, I, we just finished it probably like 10 minutes ago. Mm-hmm. It was insane. Like I didn't expect that to happen. But also yeah. I had no expectations because I was fully – there's an episode called The Day of Black Sun, and the entire like second half of season two, mm-hmm. you're thinking like, oh, The Day of Black Sun, like, that's going to be the finale. Like, that's yeah. it. They're going to end it. Like, it's going to go great. Because it's a kid show. And you imagine everything going good on a kid show. Yeah. And guess what? It doesn't. Everything just uh, just backfires. And they are forced to create a new plan um, on the day of Sozin's Comet. Which, Sozin's Comet is the, is the finale. Yeah. And it was just insane. And there's a lot of talk in the last episode about whether – because they have to – the – Entire focus of the entire series is to destroy and t- not destroy, but to take down Fire Lord Ozai before he literally overtakes the world. Mm-hmm. 
So Aang's constant struggle that doesn't really kick in until uh, you know, the second to last episode of whether or not he's going to kill Phylor Ozai yeah. because of his morals that he's grown up with in the airbending. Yeah, if you don't know the... Oh, if you don't know, Avatar has... There are the four elements, earth, water, air, fire, and each one has like a nation attached to it, kind of, sort of. And there are people who can like bend those elements. And then the air nomads, the air temples, they're very much like monks and they're... Everyone was so spiritually in tune that everyone bended air. Yeah. It was the only nation where everyone was a vendor. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so let's get, let me give like a quick, let me give, let me give like a quick rundown of like the setup of the show. Sure. Yeah. Which is. After we talked about it for 10 minutes. Yeah. So there was a fire, there was a fire, an avatar. Oh, should we explain what the avatar is, I guess? No. No? No. So, okay. So you have these four nations and these four elements and people in those nations can bend like one element. Like there are firebenders, waterbenders, earthbenders, and airbenders. And then every generation, there's one person who's able to bend all four elements, named the Avatar. Called the Avatar, yeah. Called the Avatar, and they're supposed to keep balance in the world. Yes, and the Avatar, after they live their lifespan, they will die, and a new Avatar will begin in the next... Yeah, they're reborn. Yeah, they're reborn in the next element nation in the cycle. Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, so after Avatar Roku, who was a fire... Bender. Firebender Avatar. Yeah. Um, was Aang, who is the Avatar that you follow in the series, Avatar The Last Airbender, mm-hmm. because he is the last airbender. Yes. So when Aang is 12 years old, he's told that he is the Avatar, there is a new war beginning, and that he will have to step up and fight. Because normally, Avatars aren't told that they're the Avatar until the age 16. And he's they, told at 12. Yeah. And they're given, like, years to travel and train, and train but Aang is given, like, hey, you got a couple months. Mm-hmm. Like, because Aang, when he's told this, he immediately kind of rejects being the Avatar because... Yeah, he le- he escapes. Yeah, because it's a lot of pressure on a 12-year-old. Yeah. So he escapes and then gets in a storm, and then he traps himself in this iceberg. With his sky bison, Appa, Appa, which we need to name because he deserves all the recognition. He deserves all the recognition. And he stays down there for 100 years until he's awoken. By Katara and, and Sokka. So Sokka, Katara, and Aang are probably the characters you see most in the show. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Um, obviously, like, you know, more people get added to the crew and trouble ensues and yeah. fun ensues. Yeah. Why did I start explaining this? The entire plot? The entire plot? After we talked about it? I don't know. You look it up. You get it. It's it's a it's an awesome show. Anyway, so what? back, I remember. We were yeah. talking about the last episode, where last Aang episode. Is, is battling the fact, or, or the thought of whether or not he should kill Fire Lord Ozai. Yeah. And the way that he just does it is fantastic. It's amazing. And I think people right now should watch Avatar for the very reason of just that episode, of the mm-hmm. last episode. Aang literally opens... Well, see, this is weird. This is something I need to talk about. Okay, what? So, do you know how, how he does it? No, I know how he yeah. does it. I'm just like, okay, so everyone listening, I'm going to be talking to Will. I'm not pandering to you. I do not care or not if you know what I'm talking okay. about. So, yeah. Will, this is just a conversation between me and you. I mean, as it always is. So, the lion turtle. Yeah. That basically opens Aang's, like, third eye. Mm-hmm. He said, he, in my head, I thought he was saying, like, you have to like show him the light, like in your eye. Like you have. That's what I thought he was saying. No, not yeah. No, he was literally just saying like, "I'm giving you the power to take away someone's bending." Is that it? Pretty much, yeah. We'll shoot. I thought he was like, yeah. you know, like I'm gonna. Well, I don't. I don't know if exactly. It's energy bending. Energy bending. Yeah. You basically have your chi and then the other person's chi, and that's what the two, the two light was. And oh, okay. Chi versus his mm-hmm. eyes. And he almost took him over, but then his chi won, and he bended the energy. Yes. By the way, this is this is Reese. Yeah, Reese Hi. was just talking. Reese is my roommate. Hello. They are our, a they are the avatar expert in my Pretty opinion. Much. Yes. Sorry. But I think that the lion turtle didn't necessarily 
give Aang the power to energy band, but I think like more showed him showed him the way the to way do it. to do it. And he explained like before we bended the elements, we bended the energy. Yeah, which I think is still even though I like kind of had it wrong in that thought, but just the power of energy is amazing, and I don't mean like you know Ellen's universe of energy at Epcot. I mean. Um, that was a very specific reference, and I don't get it. I'm sorry. That's sorry. That's that's '90s and that's late '90s and early 2000s Epcot um, reference for you. I think that's a niche that only you know about. No, no, no. There are definitely some listeners out there that uh, that attend to the parks, but okay. We're talking about the energy of, of people of people of life. Yeah. What, how would you even, just like everything, the energy of being, the energy of the universe? Everything has energy. Yeah. Yeah. Everything's connected. Everything has energy. Everything is connected. And I definitely, this is going to get like sappy. I hate it. Let's go there. Let's get it. Sometimes I can like feel the energy off of Will and also other certain people. But I mean, Will is obviously the person here in... Well, you've told me this before. Person with me on this podcast who I do this podcast with. Um, I'm sorry if my like close friends are listening and you're going to call me up and be like, can you not feel my energy? I can. Can you, can you not feel my energy? But I can definitely feel Will's because I know like Will is a energetically spiritual person. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I mean, you are. Um, and you definitely like use that to your will without even knowing it but wow one of the things i feel a great energy off of all the time is william rutherford cobb and i just think he's a good example for what i'm trying to explain which is i don't even know what i'm trying i'm not even i'm just kind of talking about it and rambling I don't either, like what do you feel off of me i don't know like warmth Aww. calming calming thank you warmth and calm understanding an understanding energy, guys. That's what Will has. Thanks. Thank you. Do you want to talk? Because I'm getting really bad at it. Sure, yeah, yeah. Also, I can feel like energy's off. Like, you'll walk into a room and I'll be like, he's not all there today. <laughs> like, he's, something's up. Something's in the mix. Something's, something's in the mix. And then sometimes walk in and I'm like, oh, he's very, he's very, like, he's put together today. <laughs> like, he's feeling it. Like, he is, like, this is Dalton. Mm. Yeah. And then other times, like when we were at the grocery store earlier, <laughs> I was like, Dalton not having a good time. Dalton wants to be anywhere. Listen, guys. During a pandemic, what I have learned is, is that I just don't like being places. Anywhere. I don't like being places unless like it's in the comfort of my home, living space, wherever. Or like outside but i mean like outside is in like a park or like the woods yeah but like if i'm in a store i'm not having it guys no don't take me grocery shopping don't do it unless i have to pay for something which did have to happen today just don't do it i'm not gonna enjoy myself and you're not gonna enjoy my presence how do you feel about that reese huh do you agree, <laughs> do you agree? i mean your energy definitely changes around uh, anxiety-ridden places, mm. and during this time, it's, everything's anxiety at this point. So <laughs> everything is anxiety at this point. Reese says that is very true. Damn. Um. So we got a a comp, not a comp, or a little answer to one of our questionnaires on Instagram a while back about we yes, we did about Avatar about Avatar from our dear friend Danielle Simmons and Danielle. She said we should talk about how Avatar The Last Airbender can relate to society today. Mm-hmm. And also just like the society as in like the government and how the government mm-hmm. rules itself and how the people rule themselves underneath the government. Which was very interesting, but we obviously could not talk about it at that point because I was still on season one. Yeah. But now we can definitely talk about it. Um, I think it was a very interesting mm-hmm. answer. And... I fully believe that there are multiple ways that it relates to the here and now. Yeah. Um, one being like uh, the Dai Li 
who were who are a kind of like the secret service of the Earth Kingdom, mm-hmm. who are doing a lot of shady stuff, um, as in like you know, yeah, capturing people and they would just disappear and no one would know, which is definitely mm-hmm. something that the government literally does every day. And did you know that part of that, like the whole Lake Lao guy, like hypnot- hypnotizing, brainwashing thing, was based off of like a real place in China? Oh, really? That they took and kind of like brainwashed people. That's crazy. Yeah, even the name is like kind of similar. Ooh. Yeah, but it's like longer. It's whatever. Um, but yeah, and definitely for me, it goes back to compassion that it always shows because this this show is it's an entire series about war, but it's very much um in ways of like different shows that are centered around war, it never glorifies it. It always reminds you like the horror and the senseless violence that war brings and how um, there is just really no meaning for it. And also because it's a show about war, it there's there are times where it really centers around refugees and their struggle of like constantly trying to find a place to be. And when they finally think that they've got somewhere safe, you know, the system actually still doesn't work for them or they're put into like horrible conditions. And, you know, I think that's something that's still going on today. Absolutely. Not, not only in America, but also in countries all across the world where refugees are still trying to find a safe place to go. And it's just real rough out there. Yeah. And also the Fire Nation as a whole um, mm. just reminds me a lot of, oh, you know, uh, the place where we live called the United States. Yeah. Because of... One, the leader who is just absolutely a power-loving bigot mm-hmm. who will not see any other way but his, which is just so frustrating. Like, yeah. I'm not talking about – I'm not going to talk about yeah, that's that person. That's not what we're talking about. But Fire Lord Ozai as a person and everyone under him – who is very much like, oh, yes, Fire Lord Ozai, like, yes, mm-hmm, yes, yes, mm-hmm. we love you, yes, is so blinded by the light of the fire. But just, yeah. it is insane because they are, like, you know, surrounded by this wall where they have been told all of this stuff. Exactly. And there's no way for them to not love him. You know yeah. what I mean? I wanted, yeah, you, you got on this topic and I really wanted to talk about the all the brainwashing and miseducation that goes on in the Fire Nation. Because you know that one episode where Aang goes to Yes, Aang goes to a he goes to a Fire Nation school. And he goes into a history class and they're saying all this stuff and he's like, wait, hold up, like none of this is true. And they're like, how would you know? And he can't say, Oh, I was alive a hundred years ago. Yeah. But he was there and he was like, Oh, none of that what you're teaching is right. Yeah. No. But guess where that does happen? Uh the United States. Yes. In pretty much every history class across mm-hmm. the United States, we are taught false history. I mean, yeah. we're basically or, taught... Well, not, not only false history, but we're shown what people want us to see yeah. in history. It's like that episode of Black Mirror. Um, there's an episode of Black... Have you watched Black Mirror? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, the, I mean, you know what I'm talking about? Um, not exactly, because you have so, detail. Oh, I'm sorry. So there's an episode of Black Mirror where there is a child who... There's a device that you can put in a child's brain. Yes. There's a device we can put in a child's brain where they can only see certain things. What you want them to see. What you yeah. want them to see. Everything so is this, out. yeah, this one girl basically goes around her whole life with like most of her life being blurred out. Yeah. Because she can't see it because of her parents' like parental controls on her. Yeah. And there's oh, and there's that one scene where like you can put on there that you can't see violence or see blood or anything like that, and she, it was either the girl or someone else, like literally like cuts her finger or something because she wants she's never seen blood or seen anything like that and she's just looking at her finger and it's all blurry and she's like what's happening it's so scary but that that is like very reminiscent of me to me of like what they do to the kids in the fire nation yeah because i mean when you see the kids in the fire nation they're just like every other kid except most of them are super terror like terror Territorial? Territorial. I'm sorry, I can't get my words out. That's okay. But, I mean, there, there's that one kid, the bully. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously a bully's a bully, but... A bully's a bully. A oh. bully's a bully. But a lot of the kids in the Fire Nation that you see, like, uh, Azula, May, Zuko, have grown up with such, like, hatred inside them 
because mm-hmm. they know nothing but hate. Yeah. It's insane. But I mean, also, it's not like they're the only bad. Yeah, that's another thing is that, that Avatar is really good about is showing you that there will always be good and evil in anyone yeah. and on any side. Like with Jet, for example. Yeah, you see Jet. In the first season, he he and his team like flood an entire town because there were some Fire Nation people um, in it. So they like destroy this whole town full of good civilians. Well, they get the civilians out. Yeah. That's a whole thing. But, you know, it's there are good and evil on both sides. Always. Yes. Including one of the best characters in the entire series named Uncle Iroh. Oh, Uncle who Iroh. Who is just an absolute king and a role model for any... Anybody. Anybody. He's so quotable. Growing up, he's so quotable. Um, but... I mean, you really see the good in him because, I mean, one, he has his son taken away from him mm-hmm. in the, a, a war, mm-hmm. um, trying to take down Ba Sing Se, which is the uh, capital of the Earth Kingdom. Mm-hmm. And Iroh fails, so he is forced to return home. But he's supposed to return home and be crowned the Fire, the Lord. Fire Lord. But then they're like, hey, you don't have any kids. And he's like, so. you don't have any kids. So, and, and that really forces Iroh to become this great person. I mean, he already was, he was shown as pretty good before. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think think, Iroh was ever like, oh yeah, I think he was just like loyal to his country. You know what I mean? Yeah. But then he goes, he really goes on a spiritual journey to find like peace within himself and that kind of shows him how, it shows him that the Fire Nation was pretty much wrong but he doesn't want to rock the boat I guess at that point. I think he wants anything. to sh- like he's kind of waiting. I think he just kind of wants to show like yeah, I am Fire Nation, but I am like a good person. You know what I think? What do you think? I feel like in his journey of spiritual enlightenment, Iroh knew everything that was going to happen. I think from the very beginning of the series, Iroh knew everything. What? I Reese, do you confer? Is that a word? I wouldn't say everything, but he's definitely been to the spirit world. Yeah. And he knows, like, destinies. I feel like he was definitely, like, um, otherworldly. And you're going to learn something when you watch The Legend of Korra. Oh, you are. I cannot tell you. Mm. But he is definitely, he knows more than other people. Mm -hmm. Okay. But I do feel like he, I feel like he knew Zuko was going to end up teaming up with Aang. I feel like I feel like he knew that Zuko was yeah, always going to Yeah, I mean, the whole time he was just kind of like, "Will you just calm down? Like, like, will you just like be good already?" Yeah, cause you just like I already know this is gonna happen. Yeah, because because you see in the final episode where an Iroh looks at everyone, he's like, "Here's what you have to do. Here's what you have to do." Yeah, and he's like, he knows like how it's all supposed to fall into place. But he can't force it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he is a big like. He is a very big question asker. I mean, mm-hmm. in the Tales of Bossing, say, a man literally tries to rob him, and he's like, first off, your stance is bad, so no. But, like, two, like, what are you doing with your life? Like, yeah, he's like, and hey, the guy's just like, like I don't know. On? He's like, what's going on? And it's so good. I mean, like, I don't know most people. There are people in the waterbending tribe, I mean, in the water tribe, that mm-hmm. aren't as good as Iroh. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah, sure. I'm, ju- I'm just saying, like, good can come from anywhere, which I think is a yeah. big lesson to learn from Avatar. Is 100%. Good can learn from ev- anywhere, and it does not have to be mm-hmm. born unto It does not have to be born unto you yeah. as the Avatar is born unto you. Mm-hmm. I mean, to be a good person is simply so easy. Yeah. Just go to the spirit world for a hot second. Yeah, guys, just go into the Avatar state. And you can learn how to be a good person. Absolutely. Uh, But for now, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back. In three, two, two, one. one. And we're back. We are so back. We're so back. So, (laughs) (laughs) you first. I didn't have anything planned. Oh, well, I just wanted to, so, that final battle scene between... Aang and the Fire Lord is so iconic and it's so near and dear to my childhood. Yes. And I remember, and I kind of like remember exactly where I was when I watched it. Talk about it. Well, I wanted you to talk about it because you just saw it for the first time. Oh, I thought you were just going to be like, how did it feel? I mean, like, how? Well, no, I just kind of want to know about you first because it was, because I remember watching that and it blew my mind as an eight year old. Yeah. And I just want to see your perspective as a 
19-year-old person who saw it for the very yeah. first time. It was wild because, I mean, like, I'm someone who really enjoys – this has nothing to do with what we're saying, but, like, I have enjoyed – I was thinking about this while I was watching it. I, I was like, I've watched, like, Star Wars, and mm-hmm. I've watched every Marvel movie and all the big, like, superhero movies, and I've seen, like, every, like, great battle scene that there is. And this is definitely one that stands up there with the big boys. Mm -hmm. I mean, it really was like in-game material stuff. Oh, yeah. I mean, 100%. Absolutely. I mean, just when you think Aang is about to literally die, he goes in the Avatar state and just wrecks everything. Steps on his throat. Just steps on his throat. (laughs) And you think it's just going to be like, Okay, boom, I'm in the Avatar State, and you're just gonna like die like that. It's not. It goes on for like five more minutes. Yeah. It's it, I mean, great. it's so good. It takes him a while to pin down Ozai, and when he finally does, he's like, no, I'm not going to do that. Like, oh, so I'm good. better than that. And it's, I mean, it was just great. Yeah, I just, it's, I just remember as a kid, I honestly didn't play with toys that much, kind of sorted. Yeah. But what I love doing is I would walk around my house and just in my brain imagine like all my favorite cartoon characters and superheroes battling each other. Mm-hmm. For some reason, I don't know, but I would just walk around the house and just like imagine it. And I would just like vibe. Like that's <laughs> what I that's how I played as a kid. Um and just watching that scene was the most satisfying. It, it's the most satisfying finale, final battle of any series, franchise, ever. Full stop. Mm. Period. It's so satisfying. To just literally... I mean, the entire series is one based on two things. Aang has to... Aang has to learn all of the elements and yeah. how to bend them. Master them, yeah. Um, and he has to... Defeat the Fire Lord. Yeah. And he does both of these things. Mm-hmm. You have all these super objectives. All of these. You get them. Super objectives. You get them in the last 20 minutes of this four-episode finale. Mm-hmm. I mean, it literally is like... It's so satisfying. Like, imagine Endgame and the end of Rise of Skywalker, the battle between Palpatine and Rey just, like, had a baby. I mean, to me, that's what this is. It yeah. was so good. Reese is smiling at me, which means uh, and it's all the they don't agree. But no, no, it's I agree. I agree. It's just Reese agrees. Skywalker and Endgame, but good. <laughs> but good. Okay, that's another topic. I'm not even gonna. I disagree. Okay, but what I what I love about this is, and what I love about Avatar period is because the way that they use the magic that is set up in this world is so different from, you know, you have a wand and you're like, say something, cast a spell and it happens. And it's just the same thing. Oh yeah. Harry Potter. I forgot about Harry Potter. Yeah. Harry Potter, whatever, whatever. But the way that it's used in here, it's so creative and so like, because it's like through the energy of your body and through your body fighting stance. And also because it changes based on where you are. So in, the landscape of where the characters are, the way they're going to use their powers is different. And that's so freaking cool. And how, how they just conceptualize that and integrate that into the fight scenes. And also like how the moon and the sun literally affect so much. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, it basically just affects fire and water, Mm -hmm. but those are pretty two prominent, probably the most prominent, elements that you see in the series is fire and water, yin and yang, Mm -hmm. literally. Um, Which it kind of sucks how they have that whole thing going on. And then the airbenders and earthbenders are kind of just left like, this is it. We can do this whenever. This is is just it, you know? Yeah, this is all we got. Like, but I mean, during an eclipse, whenever the sun is gone, which is when the fire benders have their power taken away from them. Um, I wonder if during a lunar eclipse that happens to waterbenders. Do you think? Reese says yes. Oh, cool. Yeah, because it's the source of their power. Right? Uh-huh. It's the ultimate source, I guess. Um, but, yeah. Mm. Wow. Fantastic. I mean, 
Just great stuff. Just, just the, do we want to talk about Avatar a little bit more, or what? Yeah, I mean, I don't think we talked enough about how, like, Avatar <laughs> kind of fits in society today. I think we kind of... Okay. Um, okay, so Reese brought up an interesting topic during the break and asked us what we would what we think would happen if the Avatar was bad. Oh, yeah. Well, well, I'm just, I'm decidedly, I don't think that could happen. You don't think that could happen? I don't think it could happen. Just because of, like, whoa. Just because, there, well, there's a sequel series, um, Legends of Korra, which is, is the Avatar after Aang, and they go into explaining a lot more, like, um, the stories behind how the Avatar was created and, um, all this stuff, which I don't want to give away because Dalton hasn't seen it, and I want him to have that special moment. Yeah. But it's just from from watching that, it's very hard for me to imagine there being an evil avatar. And also, I mean, like, I don't think I can imagine that much either. Just because, yeah. like, when you become the avatar, you also have the past lives of the avatar before the mm -hmm. all the avatar before you, which are, I mean, is that that's hundreds, right? Thousands. Thousands. Yeah, it's just funny though because they're like. Let me let me get the the life of the past avatar, and they only go to like four. Yeah. Go like yeah. Thousands of them. Mm -hmm. Um, but a lot of the time, Aang talks to Avatar Roku. Yeah, because that and was so fun for him. Aang kind of has like a guiding avatar through this. So I feel like if Aang was ever like, "Oh, what if I just murdered someone?" and Roku just show up and be like, "Actually, no, you shouldn't." You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I don't think there could be a bad avatar. But I think there yeah. could be a, an avatar with bad intentions. One hundred, yeah. I was just about to say that there I could mean, be an avatar who's not bad, but has done bad things. I yeah, think. I. The the person in Korra, I'm not going to say who they are. They kind of were a scumbag at some points. Wait, which person in Korra? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, they were a scumbag. He, he learned. He did learn, but then he he was a scumbag. But he also like helped other people. Yeah. You know? Yeah, he was just um, scrappy. He was he was a he was a bit scrappy. But I mean there's an episode where Aang discovers the chakras, which is basically like the guiding tools to like being the avatar. I mean mm -hmm. truly like honing in on yourself and, and the energy in your and body. becoming one with yourself and one with the avatar inside of you. And I think I mean Aang has his this is how me and Aang are alike. Aang has his crown chakra blocked for mm -hmm. a long time. And I'm just thinking, like, if you had more of your chakras blocked, especially, like, your root chakra yeah. blocked, you could definitely start doing things with bad intentions and not really mm -hmm. thinking as the avatar. Yeah. Well, th well then again, I don't know, because you, you get into... So when Aang is contemplating whether or not he should kill... The Avatar, he, he talks those past lives we've kind of mentioned. And all of them kind of say, like, yeah, you think this is a bad thing, but in the end, like, you have to save the world. Yeah. So there, there's also this whole thing of, like, what is moral, moral and what is good and bad in terms of, like, saving... What, what is, like, killing this one person when you're saving, like, millions of lives? It's, yeah. It's kind of this whole continuum and spectrum of good and bad ethical moral dilemmas and there is one avatar the the last uh, who was the last air bender avatar from yeah the air, from the air uh temples who basically says you are born unto the airbending tribe but yeah. you were born as the avatar like you were born with a specific mm -hmm. duty you are the avatar first and an air an air nomad nomad second Basically, yeah. it's kind of like you have a duty first before your, your yeah. religion. So your thoughts basically. on like, um, your thoughts no on violence and no violence don't really matter. Yeah. Is basically what she, she says. And she also says that reaching, because I just want to talk about this because whenever there's a whole episode when Aang does meet the guru and talks about chakras where the guru is like, you have to let go of all your earthly attachments, your worldly attachments. And then, but I think when he talks to that other um, Air Nomad avatar, it kind of set, it kind of um, proves that you know you don't have to become completely spiritually enlightened and detached to reach the avatar state. You know what I mean? Because yeah. you don't have to give up your worldly attachments because your duty is to the world. Yeah, if that makes sense. 
Yeah, like your duty is to Earth. Well, the thing is, wouldn't you say that things like attachment to life would be an attachment like caring? Because there's a certain character that I'm not going to say who gives up attachment and they reach super enlightened. Yeah. So even caring about someone is still an attachment. Yeah. Or just, yeah. Ha- or just having care, compassion in general. So basically, Reese has just said, oh, Reese, I'm just saying this because they probably can't hear you because no, they can't hear from long distance. But Reese is just, can you say what he just, I'm Oh, sorry. Reese just explained how there, there is a character in the next show, Cora, that does reach like full spiritual enlightenment. At the, but that character only reaches that after they stop caring about people. So when so just caring about something in general or having compassion for like another human being could be thought of as another earthly attachment, a worldly whatever, which is a very good point. Yeah. Dalton's eating a watermelon. I just thought you should all know that. It's so good. This is becoming an ASMR channel. Listen. Don't do that. That's nasty. Okay, we're stuck. <laughs> just let me get one last scoop of this watermelon out. Okay. You can talk. I can talk. Yeah, say something about the Avatar. Uh, about Avatar, I'm. Um, it's a good show. I could talk about it for a long time. Although I know that probably most of the people watching this have not seen it. So if I get too much into it, it will probably end up being a little over your heads. If it hasn't already. Okay, so there was a list that came out a while back. Of the like episode episodes of the Clone Wars that you should watch if you just want to get a basic rundown of the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. And before I decided to watch Avatar, I was like, I wonder if I can find a list like that. Mm-hmm. And you can, but you shouldn't. You Why? should watch every single episode of this show if you're going to watch it. Like you should. There is no. There are in my head. There are like three filler episodes, maybe if you want to call them that. But I still think there are filler episodes. There are filler episodes because they have to be, but they are good. And they do like teach a lesson that Mm -hmm. like Aang has to learn. But I don't see an episode in the entire series that isn't needed. I mean, maybe the great divide. I was going to, okay. Maybe the great divide, maybe the great divide, but that is season one. Okay. That is season one. That's season one. Okay. Past season one, you need everything. And honestly, it's I, like I remember watching that episode as a kid, loving it. I love that episode. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> Reese is shaking their head. No, no, please, not good. <laughs> it's all right. It's okay. I mean, I think if you're watching it your first time through, just watch the episode. Yeah, but wait, can you pull up that list? I, I'm just intrigued to. Um. Yeah, we can. I mean. If you want to do this now, yeah. They don't put Zuko alone on there. Zuko alone is the best episode in the entire series. Don't at me. I think it's okay. I mean, like, besides the finale, but you can't count the finale. But then again, Zuko's not my favorite character, so... I I mean, Zuko's not my favorite character either, but I still think... It's probably my favorite. It's the best written episode, because you're just following one character by themselves. If there was a tough episodes by herself, I would fully watch it because she's my favorite character. But That would be a good episode. That would be such a good episode. Okay, let me see if I can find this list. Can you kind of like stall? Sure. Um, can you like plug another podcast or something? Another podcast? Um, hey, how about the how about the Orange Couch podcast? We already plugged them last time. You can plug them every time. Okay, we're going to plug you again. Orange Couch podcast. We love you guys. We listened to you guys today for a little bit in the car. It was quite enjoyable. Um, keep doing what you're doing. Um, oh, maybe I should talk about the fact that this is our pen ultimate episode, guys. We have this one and then another one coming. Oh out. yeah, this is our this is our last episode until the the finale. The finale, I yeah. We have this episode, then the one next week, and then that'll be it for like. Our season one question mark of third best. It's been a cool journey. It's been so fun. Yeah. Okay, so. All right. The quintessential episodes of Avatar The Last Airbender are on this list from The Daily Dot. The Boy in the Iceberg and The Avatar Returns. Mm -hmm. Season one, episodes one and two. I mean, that's just 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 like obvious. 
then you have the Southern Air Temple, season one, episode three, and the Storm, season one, episode twelve. Oh, those are good episodes. So that's kind of like the first time they skip. Mm. Yeah, so those episodes kind of sum up like Aang leaving the Air Temple and then the reasons why he left, and that kind of gives you like a little backstory into Aang. Yeah. Uh, then we have Winter Solstice. Oh, that's a good episode. Yeah, that's good. Season one, episode seven and eight, which are, which that's the first time that we have like a two parter. Yeah, you know what? I'm, that's the first. No, time. well, the but the first two episodes are a two parter. But they're no, 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 they're not because they're called two different things. Oh well, the Winter I mean, Solstice is the Winter Solstice part well, one and part two. I mean, here the first two episodes kind of the first one leaves you on a cliffhanger, and the second one kind of continues off where it left off. Yeah, but hey, it's kind of it, like the same story. Every show technically does that, but no, no, not with this one. Not like a cliffhanger, but I mean, like you know what I mean. But you no, can't... but the second episode starts off right where the first one ends. Hey, so buddy, like, that's how most shows work. But not like this show. <laughs> this this is not that's not how this show works. Okay, let's continue. So I, yeah, the Winter Solstice. And then, I'm gonna eat my water. Okay, good episode time. The Blue Spirit, season one, episode the Blue 13. Spirit. The Blue Spirit. That's one of the best. Which is something that should have been continued. That's one of the best season finales. That, that is my, like, that is my, that's my one critique, is I would love to see some more Blue Spirit. Oh, oh yeah. I'm curious that he, if you think about it, like, I like to think about it as Zuko taking on, like, I don't have to appear to be a different, like, mask. Yeah. Like, I can, Zuko, like, puts down the mask mm. and is like, I am me. It's like Bane. Like, <laughs> no one cared who I was until I put on the mask. That's the second Dark Knight trilogy reference you've let me do, Will. How dare you? Oh my god. I can hear I can hear Colby singing in the in his room. It sounds pretty. Okay. So then we have The Siege of the North, season one, episodes nineteen and twenty. Which is so good. Oh, like that's oh those are the last two episodes, which is one when, of the best finales of a season. Ever. Oh yes. When Iroh does what Iroh does, good stuff. When Aang does what Aang does. Wait, which part does Iroh do? What are you talking about? Whenever Iroh's like, whatever you do to whatever you do, oh. do that tenfolds. Oh yeah. And then mm, good stuff. Gosh, I love Uncle Iroh so much. Good, good stuff. Um so yeah, and then we have the Blind Bandit season two, episode six, Top which is where the yeah. best character in the series comes in. Period. They skipped the whole first half of season two. Which is funny because that's the nuance of like the Earth Kingdom. That's yeah, really yeah, that's Earth when Earth you like learn Earth. everything about. But this is like the quintessential. I mean, this is like the bare bone what you have to know. Yeah, okay. Like, let's just skip the top. Let's just, skip, let's just yeah. They, they the literally they're just like let's skip to the good part. Which yeah, I understand that. Yeah, and then you have Zuko alone, season two, episode seven. Um. And then City of Walls and Secrets, Season 2, Episode 14. That's when you learn about all the bad stuff in Bossing Say. Yeah, and then you have The Tales of Bossing Say, Season 2, Episode 15, which is a very, very, very good episode. The one filler episode, you should call it. What? Tales exactly. of it's a It's a filler episode. Yeah, yeah. but that, that's good character work. Exactly. That's a filler episode. It Does it further the plot at all? If that's what you consider a filler episode... But Get it is. It's a filler episode. Yeah, but there's okay. But we also called the Great Divide a filler episode, and that is mainly just like literal filler. Like we have to put an episode together. There's no growth in anyone in that episode. Okay, yeah, but well, that's the show as it goes on learns how to use the filler episodes better. The Tales of Bossing Say is not a filler episode. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. Colby literally just came out of his room just to tell me that it was. It doesn't further the plot, Dalton. Okay. You're three against one. Even it, it, just because it's a filler episode doesn't make it any less of a good episode. Let's agree to disagree. Okay, it's a good episode, we're wasting but it's time on this podcast. Then we have okay. Got to speed through this. The Guru and the Crossroads of Destiny season oh, two so episodes good. nineteen and so twenty. So good. Good stuff. Then we have the Headband season three episode two. That is very good. Wait, why? Why is that? The headband's not really one you really have to. That's true. Now that I'm thinking about it, like, well, it kind of sets up like, oh, this is, if you're if you want like a quintessential like. I mean, what's it shows you on, like the Fire Nation like literally brainwashing. Like, oh well, well, it shows you like oh the gang is in the Fire Nation. They have to hide. Yeah, you kind of need like an in. introduction, and that is a good introduction. They gotta like, do what they gotta do. 
Then you have uh, the Avatar and the Fire Lord, Season 3, Episode 6. The Day of Black Sun, Season 3, Episodes 10 and 11, which is very good. Dang, they're skipping all through Season Yeah, they're skipping all through. The Ember Island Players, which is like literally right before the finale. Yeah, that's interesting, though, because... Well, if you're if you're just yeah if you're just watching like these episodes, it's a good one to be like, oh, here's everything going on. Yeah, they that's a good episode that they literally like remind like it's a it's a good recap. Uh, then we have Sozin Sozin's Comet, which is the last four episodes, which is technically altogether the finale. So wait, I obviously just watched this now. Yeah. So you guys had to. Wait for the next episode of Sozin's Comet to come out. But I think when they played it, didn't they just play all the episodes back to back, or was it week to week? They would try to whenever, like, like I remember when Fire came out, and like I was eagerly awaiting the next Sozin's Comet, and um, I actually couldn't watch it because my dad was like, "Oh, it'll show up again," and I was like, "No!" Well, like they tried to make it to where, especially the third and the fourth part. Mm -hmm. always be together. They tried. Um, yeah. Yeah. I hope that the audience listening could hear. Hear what, me munching on what Reese just said. Yes. No. Oh. No. What Reese just said because they're, yeah, yeah, they're yeah. across the room. But so you're saying that you guys did have to wait for the next episode to come out. I'm yeah. very glad that I could just sit down for an hour and 30 minutes and watch all of it. Mm -hmm. But props to Nickelodeon for always having those Avatar The Last Airbender reruns after school, baby. Thank yes. you. Eight o'clock, catch me right there. Yes. Eight o'clock. Um. So, did we just sit here and have a whole podcast about Avatar? I guess we did. I mean, it was a good debriefing for me because I kind of like you had to get off. Your I'm class. someone who, after I watch something, I immediately have to talk to someone about it. Yeah. Like I just have to, and I'll talk about it for a long time after we stop recording. I'm still gonna keep talking about it. Good. But yeah, so sorry. God, I'm not actually. I'm not sorry. Um, you know what? Don't thanks, lie. Yeah, thanks for listening to Third Best, the podcast for you and your third you best so friend. This was a weird. Ow, this was this was quite a weird episode, I will admit. But it was a fun one. Mm -hmm. This was truly an entire what, like, almost fifty minutes and of TV time blew by. It really did. Well, yeah. I've got a D and D game to catch. So and I got things to do. No, you don't. That's true. You're just going to sit until I get finished. Yep. Anyways. Anyways. So, um, thank you for watching. I mean, listening. Listening is an doing. audio thing. Remember, oh, um, yeah. be good to each other. Put some love into the world. Use your energy. Sure. Drink some tea. <laughs> <laughs> Do some self-care for you today. Yep. Okay. Okay. Goodbye. Bye.